0: Welcome to another episode of the Out of Step podcast with Izzy Ortiz, a uh, podcast for failures. And um, today we got a really special guest. But before I get to him, I'm going to say thank you to my good uh, good friend Asuncio. Without him, this is impossible. Mm-hmm. So thanks again, dude. Thanks for taking the time to help me out with this. I appreciate it so much. You're welcome. And, um, you know, if you want to get drunk again, just let me know. I'll get you drunk. He's drinking water for the first time on one of these episodes, this is the first time he's drinking water. And anyway, so, um, no, so we got a special guy here and uh, he truly is special <laughs> in every sense of the word um, from the hair, from his body, from his outfit, because he's got a style all of his own. You know <laughs> I mean? Anyways, no, Michael Morocco, everybody. Thanks for coming, man.
1: Oh, thanks for, uh, for having me. Yeah. Nobody has ever uh, thanked me for coming before, so there's <laughs> well,
0: that. <laughs> I'm sorry that it had to be me. <laughs> no, there's uh, a first time for everything. Yeah, there you go, and hopefully it's the last. <laughs> um, no, we were looking forward to this all week, at least I was, and um, I, I knew when I started this podcast, when it comes to the comics, I was like, I got to get Morocco on as soon as I can, and so I'm super happy that this is happening now, and uh, yeah, thanks for coming. But uh, no, so I did mention, you got a style... All of your own. Oh, okay, yeah. I gotta yeah. ask, where did it come from? Because people that don't know you, or for the people that don't know how you look right now listening, Morocco's got a style that is mixed between like retired, early retirement, like, oh, I'm sorry, he's adjusting the mics really quick. But Morocco's got uh, his style is like early retirement, like middle aged man mixed with like college student that that is trying to get laid on a daily basis. And what I mean by that is he is the master of the Hawaiian t-shirts, right? Oh, fuck. Yeah. So is that just like these shirts, are they just a, a representation of you and your like laid back style and persona? Cause that's what, you know, that's pretty much your aura and like everything. You're just like going with the flow since I've known you, you know, I've never seen you really pissed off or aggravated. Really. You're just always at like a smooth, calm level.
1: Um, I wouldn't say like like I got Hawaiian tees because of that. I think like I became <laughs> that <laughs> they because just fit well. I think I became that because of Hawaiian tees. I think that's what it is. osmosis. Awesome. I was uh, I was in Virginia visiting my mom one year and uh she took me to the Goodwill. She was like, "Yeah, this is the distribution center. Like, let's go shopping." And I was like, "Hell yeah, thrift stores." And I got there and I saw this Hawaiian shirt and I was like, "Oh, well, that's super cool." Like I've never worn a Hawaiian shirt before. Mhm. So I got it, sat in my closet for about two years. And then uh, finally one summer I was like, fuck it. I put it on and I've never looked back. Well, <laughs>
0: so I got to ask, would you consider yourself an a, ho- a Hawaiian tea aficionado?
1: Ah, shit, at this point, probably.
0: Probably. Mm-hmm. So like is when you buy a Hawaiian tea, do they have to be purposely above your size?
1: Uh, or? Preferably, yeah. Yeah,
0: because every time I see people ho- wearing Hawaiian teas... They look like a size or two bigger than what they normally are, but I always figured that's probably just the style, right? Like you want to get them that big. Yeah,
1: if you have a Hawaiian tee that fits you perfectly, you're a hipster. Is that Uh, the case? Yeah. So your pants
0: are like rolled up, and you're wearing Converse with it. Yeah. Like the guy we saw last night at the hood after our set. Exactly. Just like that. Funny. So. (laughs) But okay, so let me ask you: When did this? Uh, you said you you went uh with your mom to a Goodwill, right? AKA hell, and um, (laughs) like you put it in the closet, but when did you decide? hey this is cool enough to wear now like let me try this out
1: uh it wasn't necessarily that it was cool enough to wear uh-huh. it was kind of like really hot outside so mm-hmm. i was like i need something to put on <laughs> and i also didn't have any laundry clean
2: mm, that's, so i was just kind of yep.
1: going through the old old stuff and i said oh shit I, this shirt like i got it it was cool why haven't i never worn it oh. put it on and then uh about a year later i added cargo shorts to the mix and nice. uh
0: oh yeah I, I skipped that part part of his out uh, b- part of his outfit that he wears is cargo shorts like he's Mr. Pocket. You know what I mean? Oh, if, yeah. If you need something to be held, just give it to Morocco. He's pretty much a human pocket <laughs> just walking around. But um, all right, man. Well, that's <laughs> cool. So that's your style. Do you, so when you wake up, is it just kind of like do you have a closet just full of Hawaiian tees that you're just like, oh, let me wear this one today? Or do you purpose or is it just more of like a, a sense of like I want to be comfortable?
1: It's, it's pretty much just a, a comfortability thing, uh-huh. but I, I don't have a closet. I live in a living room. Um, <laughs> I live in a one bedroom Some people spot. Live in a car. That's true. Yeah. Or on the sidewalk. <laughs> hey, that was I l- my childhood very I live thousand. in a one bedroom spot with uh, my roommate and my dog. And uh, I gave my roommate the room. And I took the living room. I don't even have a door. It's technically a curtain, uh, it's held up by a PVC pipe. Uh, so, oh, ladies, if you want to come by, that's I was going to say that sounds
0: <laughs> like, like just heaven. You know, for the women. No, <laughs> oh, yeah, they love it. Um, I'm not actually getting a lot of feedback in this point oh. right now. Sorry, guys.
3: No, oh, no, no worries.
0: La, 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 la. No, Can there. you lower just a tad now? Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> better. Yeah, that's a lot better. Um, Okay, sorry about that. Oh, man, nah, actually, now it's kind of like... Right there, that's perfect. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, no Asuncio. Mm-hmm. Without him, again, this wouldn't be possible. Right, you're welcome. Anyway, um, okay, man. So, I want to say... um, I. You know, we've only known each other now probably for like five and a half months, maybe, if that. And um, you know, I met you obviously because of the comedy scene that's been growing down here in the Coachella Valley, and you were one of the first guys. I'm gonna say you were the first guy, even though technically it was Andrew Edelman, and uh, only the comics are gonna know who I'm talking about when it comes to Andrew Edelman. (laughs) But um, you, I want to say you were the first guy that came up to Cody and myself after our first set at an open mic that really came up to us and we're, you know, you were congratulating us and telling us like, Hey, you know, keep coming. And, um, you know, so like, I want to, I, w- I, first of all, thank you for that because that actually gave me the, you know, the motivation to keep coming. Cause when I did it, I was shitting bricks. My first <laughs> open mic, literally I was looking for any excuse to get the fuck out of Dodge. And I remember, uh, Cody and I were outside. As a matter of fact, we had remember, uh, what's his name? Michael, the original host before yeah. Matt, uh, we had went up to Michael and we're like, man, can you just uh, cross us out and put us lower on the list? And he was like, do you really want to go later? And we're like, please give us the like, latest time you can <laughs> give us. Because we were like, we need to build up confidence right now. We were shitting bricks. And so when we went outside, Cody was like, let's just get the fuck out of here. And I was like, all right, let's go. And I didn't think he expected that. He probably thought I was going to be like, no, nah, man, we're here. And I was like, absolutely. Let's get the fuck out of <laughs> here. Like, I was just waiting for you to say something. And he was the one who was like, you know what, no, we're we're here, let's do it. And once Cody went up, that's when I realized I can do it, you know, because he's doing it, and he didn't do too bad, you know, for Mm -hmm. the first go around, he didn't do too bad. So it gave me confidence, like if my friend's doing it for the first time, I have to do it now. And so anyway, but you were one of the first guys to come up to us afterwards, and you gave me some good uh, advice. And I remember one of the nicest things you said was, it didn't look like it was my first time. Yeah. And that stays with me to this day because – that, that's probably the best, like, you know, congratulations you can give somebody their first go around is like, hey, it didn't even look like it was your first time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Obviously, now we fucking eat bags of dicks here <laughs> and there. It's <laughs> totally fine. It's comedy. It's going to happen. I ate shit last night. No biggie. Um, it really just matters when you perform on the actual comedy bills, you know. Oh, yeah. But, um, but yeah. So, I, I mean, thank you for that, first of all. And uh, so I've known you since then. That's when we really started getting to know each other. And so, what made you get into comedy? Because you actually don't live down here. You live in 29 Palms, right? Yes, sir. So, what, what made you drive down here for the open mic?
1: So, I really love beer. Uh, one, of my, <laughs> one of my good friends, he's a, uh, he's studying to be a Cicerone. Uh, I have home brewing equipment, and I want to start brewing my own oh, beer. Oh, yeah, yeah, we were just talking about and And uh, I was, you know, I've always written jokes. Okay. It's just something I've, I've done. Everybody's always told me, like, hey, man, like, you're super funny. You should, tr- you should try stand-up all right maybe i'll give it a go mm. write jokes here and there and uh i was sitting at coachella valley brewing and i saw a sign it said open mics every wednesday 25 percent off your tab i said damn this place has really good beer and i was like why not you know just try this yep. and a week before my uh another one of my good friends was like pretty much called me a bitch he was like <laughs> he's like he's like he was like, he was like he was like why do you have this book of jokes and you're not going to do anything with it Oh, okay. I said, I said that. I said, that's, so a, that was, that's a good that was point. was
0: encouragement. It was encouragement. Yep. You yeah. Know? Yeah. He, he pushed <laughs> well, me funny.
1: towards it a little bit. And then I saw the open mic at CVB and I said, fuck it. Do they have good beers? Yeah. I'll shoot my shot. Fuckin'. They actually really do have good yeah. beers. Yeah. I, yeah. I, for a local brewery, I'd say yeah. it goes Coachella, then La Quinta. And then yeah. uh, I can't uh, well, think of any what? other ones. I can't
0: ones. speak on La Quinta. Actually, I haven't been there.
1: Oh, really? Yeah, I haven't.
0: I, I, you've mentioned it, but I, I just haven't been. Yeah. I go to CB Brewery, yeah. mainly for the open mics, but I happen to try the beer while I'm there. And I'm like, this is good beer. Yeah. They have good beer. Yeah. But um, anyway, go on. Sorry.
1: Well, that, that, That's pretty much it. I went down there one week. It was uh, January 16th of 2019.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Excuse me. And uh, yeah, I did maybe like eight minutes and I fucking bombed so bad.
0: Do you remember what wow. you were... What your set was?
1: Yeah, I have it recorded. I listen to it every now and then. <laughs> Give
0: me a little sample. What were you saying? I don't. You even don't have d- to do the whole bit or anything, but like, what were you talking about? Uh,
1: I don't even think I do any of these jokes anymore. I did uh, my Brock Lee bit, uh, which I think I did last night for the first time in eight months. Um, pretty much, my parents are gonna name me Brock Lee, uh, first <laughs> first name Brock, middle name Lee, and uh, it would have it would have worked out perfectly because I have mm-hmm. long curly hair mm-hmm. and I got this like awkward stock of a body. Um, so I think it would have worked, but I talked about that my first time. I talked about getting high in high school for the first time and mm-hmm. thinking I shit my pants. Uh,
0: <laughs> I need to hear this story. Why did you yep. think you thought you, you Oh, okay. Sh- <laughs>
1: what, wait, what grade one? was it? Like freshman or senior? Uh, or it was sophomore. It was sophomore cause it was okay. world history. So you can control your bowels at this age. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. <laughs> and I'm sitting there in class and I just hear these girls start going, what the hell? <laughs> And then you hear, like, you hear the <laughs> no, And then you hear, the and you just hear, like, people, like, voices breaking almost. Like, what is this, like, foul stench? And I was like, oh my god, like, I smell it too. Like, what is this? And I start, like, getting sweaty. And I guess, like, between the sweat and me being high, um, I was just like, oh my god, like, my ass is sweaty. Like, is this shit? Did I shit myself? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, like, I shit myself. I had no idea. And I'm sitting here in class. And people are like, there's two girls legitimately grabbed their things, and they're like, Mr. Martinez, we can't be in here anymore. And they uh-huh. left, and they were closest to me. So this, like, fucking solidified it more in my yeah. mind. I'm sitting here thinking, oh, my God, like, I'm the smell. But I'm, <laughs> but I'm trying to play it off because I have P.E. second period. I was like, if I just play it off, we got 20 minutes left in class, like, I'll just sit in my own shit. <laughs> I didn't want to get up in the middle of class yeah, and be like, it so might yeah. be me, uh-huh. and then, like, you fucking leave. And then, especially if I did shit myself, just have like everybody watching me leave and the shit come out in my pants. Yep. And I was like, "Fuck that! I'll wait."
2: <laughs>
1: and uh, I'm just like, I just keep sweating super profusely, and like I'm like reading about Pearl Harbor, and like <laughs> oh, <laughs> another bomb dro- that was yeah. dropped right now. <laughs> exactly, yeah. and the, the irony was fucking pristine. Um, I walked to I walked to PE and I started changing into my PE clothes, and I was like check my ass real fast <laughs> 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 and it was totally fine uh-huh. i was like there was no shit like i was just i was so paranoid and so high i was just like oh my god like it's me it's me and that was pretty much my first set that was like a three minute story that i told Yo, that's a
0: funny fucking story <laughs> um actually really quick i'm sorry I-, I can't there you go perfect um yeah just lower it right okay. there um so That's so funny that you say that. Um, I actually I was a little rat when I was a kid, dude. I told on a kid that was sitting next to me (laughs) in the second grade because he couldn't help but shit himself. Dude, he did not go to the bathroom. Yeah, This is second grade. So we had to be like, you know, six or seven years old. And um, I didn't want to tell on him, but I didn't want to sit next to him either. Yep. You know, the smell was fucking awful, man. Like, this shit had to be there, like, just marinating for a while, you know? <laughs> and he's just there drawing in his fucking book, like, no big deal. <laughs> like, I didn't, sh- this is normal. This is a normal day. I just shit myself. And um, he had already had, like, four accidents prior to this. Oh, sure. So at this point, the teachers, like, they were all, like, you know, told it. if he shits himself, just send him home, you know, because it's becoming a problem. And they told the class, like, if you, if he has an accident, he's not telling the teacher. Mm-hmm. So you guys need to speak up. And I was just like, I'm not going to say shit. But when you're sitting next to somebody after they shit themselves, you're going to speak up. <laughs> you know? Because it's fucking awful, man. I remember sitting there and I'm like, I don't know math anymore because I can't concentrate. Like, I'm using my left hand to write even though I'm right-handed. Like, I was fucked up, dude. <laughs> and so I did. I, and you know what's so funny? I didn't want to get up to tell the teacher. I was like, I gotta be secretive about this. I wrote a note. (laughs) I wrote a note like, I can't even remember his name, but I wrote his name, and I was like, pooped himself on the (laughs) note, (laughs) and I gave it. I slid it at her desk. I walked up (laughs) like I was gonna go sharpen my pencil. Remember Mm -hmm. those like those uh, sharpeners on the wall? Yeah. I got up like I was gonna go over there to sharpen my pencil, and her desk was next to next to it. And I just slid the note on her desk, and she like read it, and she just like looked at me and was like go sit down and i was like okay (laughs) and sure enough she called him to to her desk and then he he got walked up to the office and i'm pretty sure he knew i uh told on him and it's funny because years later i saw him like outside i think at like a bus stop or something and he was just totally fucked up and fried out now. Like, oh, man. And he was wow. a devil worshiper and all this <laughs> shit. And I was like, dude, I remember you used to shit yourself <laughs> in the second grade. Is this what happens if you shit yourself at a young age? You just become a Satan worshiper? Maybe the evil is spewing out of him. Yeah, and, and it has never stopped. You know, it just fucking evolved into this. That's but that's hilarious funny. that that happened to you, and I wish I was there. Yeah. What did you look like in high school? Because you, like you, like I think you look great. Okay. I love your <laughs> style. I love your attitude. And you got this nice Goldilocks hair. Like you look great. But what did you look like in high school? Cause obviously we grow into our looks after high school. Oh, yeah. you know? So uh, what did you look like?
1: Uh, in high school, if, if I had to like describe myself that looked like somebody era Jonah Hill, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, like without a doubt, like I was, I was about 120 pounds heavier than I am now. Uh-huh. Uh, my hair was short, curly, so I was just the local fat kid, you know, with curly hair. Mm-hmm. People would call me Super Bad and Jonah Hill, and sometimes I get the occasional Seth Rogen. But did
0: that bother you?
1: It did at first, but then once they started calling me the Jew, I was all like, <laughs> "I was like Super Bad's not that not that bad of a name." <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I'd prefer that <laughs> actually, yeah,
0: because I hate the Jews too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't say that to me. <laughs> no, nah, that's so funny. Huh. But speaking of being uh, the local, what did you say? Local uh, fat kid. Fat kid. Okay. If you don't mind, can we talk about your profession? Is oh. that something you don't... No, I talk? don't mind, yeah. Okay, because part of your uh, bid, I'm not going to ruin any of your jokes, but you, you, one of the tags is you're the local drug dealer. <laughs> yeah. Because you live in 29 Palms, for the people listening, he doesn't live here in the Coachella Valley, so he calls himself the local drug dealer. So what do you do for a living?
1: Uh, I deliver cannabis door to door. Is that what
0: we're going to call it, cannabis? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the professional way He's a professional, and yeah, he's yeah. damn good at yeah. his job. I, I
1: don't have clients, I have patients. Um, oh, I like that. I like that. Classic.
0: He's got patience. He's helping the community. Exactly. He's distributing medicine.
1: Yeah, it, it's
0: really medicine. No, okay, so you're the local drug dealer. How'd you get into that?
1: Um, I was on Weed Maps one day with my roommate. We mm-hmm. were looking for the deals, trying to find some good uh, concentrates.
0: So you weren't even trying to do this for a living. You were just looking to get some? or?
1: Yeah, I was looking to get some. Okay. Me, me and my uh, buddies were growing at the time. We were trying to get our foot in the door and, uh, you know, just trying to do as much as we can in the cannabis industry Mm. and uh this local dispensary was like hey we're hiring i said oh shit like let me put in a resume Mm. i put in a resume they didn't get back to me for about two or three weeks but i needed a job so i Mm -hmm. went to other places i got hired as a dishwasher like on the spot and i was leaving that place and i got a call he was like hey man like are you still interested in working for us like we can set set up an interview tomorrow
0: I said, fuck, yeah. And this is a, your job you have now?
1: Yes. Okay. Mm. Um, and I was like, hell yeah, dude. Like, you know, just tell me the place. We met mm. at Pie for the People, which is like a local pizza shop. And, uh, Pie for the People, I like that. That's good. Yeah, New York-style pizza. It's pretty good. I thought it was a prostitute. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought, too, Asensio. <laughs>
3: well, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of massage places over there next to the Army base.
1: Oh, there's so many? I believe it. Oh, there's so many, and they I mean, all give like happy endings. Driving movie theater, though, that's what I go for. Oh. Yeah, it's that's the, so fucking cool. It is. That's like the only spot that I know of within like a hundred mile radius. It's start,
0: and yep. this is the perfect time to start going over there because you don't want to go during the summertime. Well, uh, it's know. fucking awful. But starting now until like probably the end of April is like a good time to go. But I'm sorry. Perfect. Uh, so you you uh, got an interview? Yeah, I got an interview.
1: Um, I went there. I did the interview, and he was like. He's like, uh, I have five other people that I'm meeting with today. Damn. He's like, he's like, but I, he's like, I think I'm gonna call you back. And I was like, all right, cool.
0: What did the interview go like?
1: Uh, I sat there. He asked me a few things about weed. He was like, hey man, like, if some, <laughs> <laughs> he was like, if somebody uh, needs help sleeping, are you gonna give them indica or sativa? And I was all like, well, technically it's like narrow leafed drug cultivar and broad leafed drug cultivar, but I would give him an indica. And he was like.
0: All right, cool. He that, was right. It. that was a pass right yep. there. Yeah, he That's was. all I to know.
1: Do
3: you or do you not smoke the seeds? <laughs> <laughs> and
0: it's funny because I don't know shit, right, about any of this, what you're talking about. But, but if I had to go to somebody, if mm. I had a question about weed or anything about it, it's definitely going to be you. And the way he just told us how he answered his fucking question during mm-hmm. the interview, it's like, yeah, I would definitely go to Morocco if <laughs> I needed help <laughs> or something. Especially if I wanted to sell it. Yep. Oh yeah. So how do you like it? How do you like it?
1: I mean, it's a good job. Uh, it pays the bills. It's just, it's so time consuming. Like I'm in my Mm -hmm. car at least 10 hours a day, just going door to door. Um, so I think I've put 42,000 miles on my car within the last six or seven months. Wow. And the average, uh, for a given person in a year is Mm 11,000 and it's like I've I've almost quadrupled that.
0: Yeah. You get, you get oil changes quite often. Yeah. Since like, I've known you. You're like every month and a half. Tired. Sh- Sometimes it was like two weeks in a row. He's like, I got to get an oil change. Wow. Yeah, it, was yeah. like, it was, he drives a lot. So le- let me ask you, where's like your route? What's your, uh, you
1: um,
0: know, how far s- do you go? Um, is it so just 29 palms?
1: For me, I'm like the 29 palms representative. Mm-hmm. So I do 29 palms and wonder Valley. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but if we have like slower days, I'll do the whole territory. They'll only yeah. use one driver, so I'll go from Wonder Valley all the way to Pioneer Town, uh, up near Papi yeah, and Area, yeah, so and people and know where that is. Yeah. So. And uh, sometimes I go all the way out to Landers. Um, this pretty much the entire high desert.
0: Really? Yeah. So, are, do you, is there any other competition up there, or is it just you? You I mean, run the fucking place.
1: Well, I mean, we run the place. There's other people trying to get their foot in there, but. Do you guys kill them? I mean, <laughs> not literally, but uh, competition-wise, we definitely killed a game. We, yes. uh, we're the best. We're the highest rated up there. Um,
0: so let me ask you something: If there was another company that was getting to your guys's, you know, success, mm-hmm. would you guys take them out? Oh yeah, I'd, like I'd, would you kill them? Would it be like gang wars?
1: Oh no, I I just I keep a, a baseball bat in my trunk. Cannabis wars, oh, rather. So i, I you were gonna stomp on their plants. That would have <laughs> been funnier. <laughs> that would be
0: hilarious. Just fucking light them on fire and shit. Yep.
1: Just go to their warehouse and like just set that shit ablaze so, it so <laughs> what's like
0: a day in the life because obviously i only get to hang out with you when it's uh wednesday and thursday for the comedy what's like a day in the life for you when you're not doing comedy
1: when i'm not doing comedy yeah fuck man i'm just i'm a homebody i'll be chilling okay. at my house i respect that playing mm-hmm. with my dog uh cleaning getting groceries done because my, mm. my days off are usually like if i'm not down here i usually get like one day so i try to get as much done around the house as possible um mm.
0: Right. You, you just live with one person? Mm-hmm. Or is it how many? just one person? Yeah,
1: just one person. But he's been my best friend for like 12 years. Okay. So.
0: And I know you're originally, you're not from 29 Palms, right?
1: No, I was born in Balboa uh, down oh, in San, San Diego. Diego.
0: Okay. Yeah. And how old were you when you moved to 29 Palms?
1: Um, Well, let's see. I was around six or seven, and I was living in Joshua Tree mm-hmm. for three years. My mm-hmm. dad got stationed in uh, Barstow. And then we came back to 29 Palms. So I guess the first time around six or seven. And then the second time I was around 10.
0: And, and did you like it out here? Because, yeah. I mean, yeah. if I had to pick between San Diego and 29 Palms, that's a no-brainer yeah. just from me. Just saying, you know what I mean?
1: Well, I mean, as I said, yeah. I'm a homebody. Yeah, yeah. So up in 29 Palms, like, it's very, you know,
2: no, quiet. You, There's right, not a lot of right, people. You
1: know? um, the only thing that sucks now is, like, I'm coming into my own person. Mm-hmm. I want to do stuff in the you know the comedy scene. Mm -hmm. And there is nothing up there. Mm -hmm. You know, I have to drive down here every week, you know, get hour, hour and a half. And it kind of gets taxing, but, you know, it is what it is.
0: And you said your friend mentioned to you that they do comedy down here? No, no, How did you find that out?
1: I was just getting beers at Coachella Valley Brewing. Oh, that's right, that's right. And uh, so I came down the next week by myself on a Wednesday, checked it out, and that's when I met Dakota. Uh, I literally walked in when he was doing his set. And, uh, <laughs> oh God.
0: what was it like seeing Dakota set yep. for the first time?
1: Um, for the first time, it was, it was pretty good. Um,
0: did you think? No, no, look, you tell me, then I'm going to tell you what <laughs> I thought, actually. Um,
1: I was, I was kind of thinking like, because he did a lot of crowd work, mm-hmm. uh, the first time I saw him. And yeah, I, he's good at it, he's exactly. damn good at crowd so, work. So when I saw him doing his crowd work, I was kind of like, damn, like, this guy's pretty cool. Like, yep. there's another comedian he's down quick. here, Like mm-hmm. I'll have to talk to him. And then he went into a couple of his bits, and I was like, some of them hit some of them missed yep. um, but he came up to me like right after and cuz he saw me writing in my notebook he was like hey man are you a comic? And I was like I wouldn't say that but I'm going to try it for the first time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was like oh dude awesome like I have a friend coming he's also a comic like you know we can chat after the show. Was it Matt? No, it was Brian Opper. Oh, Brian. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> and uh uh Dakota was going to supposed to record my set, but he had to get out to the uh the hood. <clears throat> so he took off and Brian chilled and recorded my set, uh gave me some pointers. And then he went up and did his thing, and then we chatted for a little bit. Was, How about
0: you tell that real story, <laughs> please? It's a funny story.
1: Um, like, like the real story. Yeah, like, the
0: real story about <laughs> Brian Opper giving you advice, everything. Oh well, now he was filming your set. Uh,
1: he was filming. Give us the rundown. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he detailed. filmed it, and uh, it was cool because like I didn't really know him yet. I had never seen him perform. I just knew he was another <laughs> comic. And so, like, when he was laughing at a couple of things that I said, mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh shit!" Like. I'm making the comics laugh like that's cool mm-hmm. and then uh he was like yeah you can do this and that and he uh he went up and he did his thing and he pretty much he all he never he always does crowd work mm-hmm. and like just like whatever comes to him off the top of the head and I'll be honest he kind of bombed um <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's that's not hating on you Brian I think you're hilarious no I think he's it's hilarious just, we too all bomb. I mean it was at he, CVB I mean oh, when, that, I mean
1: yeah, when there's yeah. like There's like five or six people there, yeah, and if
0: you don't, that aren't comics, exactly.
1: And uh, some of them weren't even listening. So I mean, I couldn't really say he bombed. He kind of just didn't have an audience. There was
0: no crowd. Yeah, we all have that. So,
1: um, but then uh, we did the roast for uh, Dakota, Mm. and uh, he was there, and I had to roast him a little bit. So I I busted his chops, and I was Mm. telling him like, "Yeah, man, like I really appreciated you like giving me advice," and then I saw your set, and I was (laughs) like. I should probably just throw all that advice to the side. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's so fucking funny.
0: I wonder what he thought when he said that.
1: Oh, it really got to him. Uh, I talked to him like a week after, and he was like, "Oh yeah," and he totally like roasted me. And I was like, it's the only thing yeah. I knew about you like we don't talk?" Like,
0: and it was literally a roast. Yeah, and, you know exactly. It's and he, gonna happen. And
1: and that's what he said. He was like, "No, like, it was it was funny. Like I enjoyed it." Mm-hmm. But he was all like, you roasted me, man." And I was like,
0: "Well, hey, you won. Yeah. <laughs> Round one goes <laughs> to Morocco."
1: You can't put a month. No, Brian's awesome. Brian yeah, he's super. He's super funny. cool. I wish he came out more. Yeah, same here. Yeah.
0: It's when it's it's a real treat to see him because it's rare. Yep, mm-hmm. it's rare when you see him, and it's rare when you get to see him go up on stage. Most I always, definitely. I like to see him go up. He's funny mm-hmm. to me. Most definitely. Um, no, so tell me. So when you saw Dakota, what was going through your head when you saw him? Like you obviously saw the crowd work, and you saw some jokes were hitting or missed, But what? What were you thinking when you were su- when you saw him going up?
1: Oh, I thought he was a baby. I was like, "How do they let this guy into the bar?" <laughs> he still <laughs> looks like a baby. Too. I was like, "I was like, holy shit! Like, who is this guy? You know, like, just all clean cut and fucking baby face and lesbian hairdo." Um,
0: <laughs> Are you sure that wasn't Dakota you're talking about?
1: I thought that's who we were talking yeah, we're about. Oh, okay, okay, all right. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, da-
0: you know, Dakota always says lesbians don't like him, so. <laughs> but he also has a haircut that makes him look like a lesbian. Yay. So sorry, Dakota. We but love you. It's so funny when, that you say all this because when the first time I saw Dakota, I went to uh to one of the comedy nights on Sunday that Nigel actually actually hosts the actual comedy nights. Mm. And um I went by myself and I remember thinking I didn't know anything. So I thought maybe I'd be able to go up for the first time just cause I saw comedy night. Mm. Um, Obviously now there's a difference. Uh, you got to get, you know, put in your time and then you can get on Sunday night. So that's why I really enjoy going up on Sundays because it makes me feel good. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember I went in on Sunday and uh, I was sitting in the back at the bar. Actually, I was sitting at the bar in the corner and just watching the the comics go up. And uh, I remember Dakota was the host uh, like he usually is. And he goes up and he's getting the crowd fired up and doing what he, doing what he does because he's a great host. Dakota's an oh. awesome host. Oh, yeah. He's just a natural at it. And I remember when it came to doing his material, mm-hmm. I remember and this is no shot at Dakota. I love the guy. And he's been killing it lately. And we were just telling you, like, he's been killing it lately. Dakota's doing great. Um, I remember seeing his, I mean, listening to his material and seeing his set. And I was like, oh, I can do this. i remember thinking that like oh i can do comedy like if this guy can do it i can do it and i remember matt goes up that was the first time i saw matthew maloney oh shit and he killed dude the crowd he just matt's so fucking good and when he hits he hits hits. you know like matt is that good if he if he's on his a game matt's gonna kill any crowd and he destroyed after dakota right but i was i remember thinking when dakota was up i was I was, I can totally do, can totally do this. And then when Matt went up, I was like, oh, but there's levels, (laughs) you know, like, oh, yeah, (laughs) there's levels to this because Matt is that good. If to anybody listening, if you want to see some good comedy, come out on a Sunday and hopefully Matthew Maloney's on the bill. I know this is probably going to get him upset because now there's an expectation, but Matthew is that good. You know, he's definitely the best comic in the Valley, in my opinion.
1: Okay. Uh, i share that same opinion yeah and without a doubt myself
3: as well in
0: right. my opinion he's the best he doesn't like it when i say that but i'm no. like dude you really are you fucking kill it it's so natural for him but yeah so uh come out on a sunday sometime and if you get to see matt it's a real treat but anyway so you've obviously how long you've been doing comedy now actually
1: uh let's see uh shit like 10 months now
0: it's almost been a year okay mm-hmm. so Have you seen the progression from when you first started to where you're at now? Are you like because I feel like as as comics in general, we cringe at our material when we see it, you Mm -hmm. know, because and that's a big part of comedy, though, is having to listen to your material, watch your sets because you got to see what you can work on, what Mm -hmm. worked, what didn't work. But it's cringy to do. You're just like, I don't want to listen to myself. But have you been able to see the progression to where you from when you just started to where you're at now?
1: Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. And what's um,
0: some of the progression you've seen?
1: Um, I've, I've become a lot more confident. Mm-hmm. I used to keep the microphone on the stand. Um, oh, okay. I'll okay. take the mic out now. I'll hold it. I'll put the mic stand to the side, yep. I'll try to command the, uh, the room more. Um, things are just a lot smoother. Uh, mm-hmm. When I first started, I just kind of took what I had written down and what I thought were the best jokes, and they weren't really cohesive at all. They didn't segue into each other. They were just. Were joke. they like
0: one liners or
1: nope like uh like or was the, it just random thoughts yeah random thoughts oh. like at one point I said, uh this isn't an actual joke yet, but I was thinking <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking uh, um you guys ever thought about putting an IHOP hop uh, an hop in international waters because it's the international house of pancakes ah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, That's silly yeah, and I was like, it's not a joke yet, but somebody else will use it yeah, yeah. and I said something along the lines of uh my neighbors hear me yelling about muffins at night. And it, and, that, and that was literally it. I was like, I wrote that down, and I forgot what the joke was. Like, oh, that's I the worst. remember.
0: Oh, that is the worst, man. When you're just like, and you, and for me at least, when when I'm forgetting a part of the the joke or the bit, I'm just like, fuck. Do I go back after I remember it? Mm-hmm. But you can't. You just got to keep going forward. And um, but it's funny because one of the first uh, times I saw you, it might have been like the second or third time I I got to see you uh, perform you did your germ bit <laughs> and I was just like, Oh my God, this guy's hilarious because just the way he talked about it, I don't want to do the bit. I don't want to say the bit because you know, I want people to show up to hopefully listen to it. Most but definitely. that Germex bit, like that's when I realized I was like, okay, I know what this guy's style is now. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just a style of his own. It's not really one liners. It's not like he's not going on this long trail to a, like a bit. That's a story. That's going to lead to a big, to a big bang at the end. Like, He's just got a style of his own, and I remember that Germix spit just showed it to me, and I was like, <laughs> "This is fucking funny, man!" And it's super. Uh, it's just. It's totally you.
1: Most definitely. And now that I
0: know you and I listen to your material, I'm like, "That's totally Morocco," um, which is hilarious. Actually, <laughs> I just I love your last name, dude. Isn't it? I never call you by your first name. His first name is Michael, and I never call him Michael. I call him Morocco. Does everybody call you Morocco? Where do they call you?
1: Uh, for the most part, most people call me Morocco. Yeah. Um, people that I work with call me Michael. Um,
0: I think Morocco just fucking rolls off the tongue, dude. You know, it's like, just so cool to say, "Hey, what's up, Morocco?" Yeah, it feels way cooler. Yeah. Like
1: it kind of reminds me of playing football. You know, nice. like, is that what they called you? Just yeah. Hey, Morocco? Yeah. Okay,
0: right on. So you were into sports growing up, huh?
1: A little bit. A little you, bit.
0: Other than football, did you play anything else?
1: Oh, basketball, hardcore. I
0: would have never guessed.
1: I loved you, basketball. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. For the first like. Do you watch it? To be
0: honest, no. Me which either. is which is crazy. Oh, I don't watch it either. Mm-mm. But
1: i i love playing it like, i don't really watch football but mm-hmm. i love playing it yeah football's so fun um, to play
0: i like watching it more now but don't get me wrong playing football was
1: so fucking fun growing up oh yeah at first i was not about it no uh no i, I joined football because of my dad he uh he played football a lot growing up he mm-hmm. got a scholarship to play football um he was just kind of like always in his life mm-hmm. and so he had a, i'm the only son so he's like fuck yeah like I get to do football stuff with my son. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't like getting hit. (laughs) And I I don't like hitting people. Like, that's just not my style. Yeah,
0: you're not a violent guy by any Mm -mm. means. Even Mm -mm. the stories that you tell me, you're like, oh, dude, I got pissed the other day. (laughs) (laughs) You tell me about something. Like, I believe you. But in my head, I'm like, I just can't see Morocco getting mad. Mm -mm. You know, it's so rare. I have yet to see you mad. Even when you're telling me, like, oh, that fucking asshole over here or whatever. (laughs) You say it in such a, like, the nicest way. So I, I, it's hard to believe that Michael gets mad.
3: The story of the lady at Walmart who told him about oh, the lights yeah, right he
0: now. He came in, or before we recorded this podcast, <laughs> he came from the store and he was telling me about a lady that, what she do? What did uh, the lady do?
1: So she was like taking carts back into the Walmart mm-hmm. and I rolled into the parking lot and uh, it's almost dark out. It's like, I guess dusk is mm-hmm. what she called it. And I was coming from across the street. My headlights weren't on and uh, I parked my car and she goes, oh, like, did you know your headlights weren't on? And I was like, Yeah, I just realized when I was pulling in the parking lot, like luckily I was coming from across the street. Yeah. She said, Well, it's it's dusk out, like it really matters. <laughs> and and I just kinda like was like, Okay and she's like, No, I don't think you get it, like, you know, your headlights should have been on. And I was like, That's you know, like, did you see my car? Did I hit you? No. Yeah. All right. And she was like, Well, no, that's not the point point. And I was like, All right, cool, like fucking check Raj. Later, <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, some people just don't know how to mind their own fucking (laughs) business. That's why I hate, uh, I honestly hate going to any public places (laughs) because I know there's going to be somebody that just feels like they have to say something. Mm -hmm. And I'm just the kind of guy where I was raised where it's like, you know, just mind your own business, do Mm -hmm. your thing, don't fuck with anybody. If if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Like that's how I was raised. And, you know, just defend yourself when you need to. That's Mm -hmm. it. And I've since I've moved to Palm Desert, I've realized people are just pieces of shit. Oh, yeah. Everybody has to say something since I've moved here. They haven't been punched in the face yeah. enough here. They haven't been punched in the fucking face at all, you know? <laughs> Dude, one time I was coming home from work in an Uber, first of all, and I got followed by my Uber was getting followed <laughs> by another guy. Wow. This guy was in a truck, probably like three hundred pounds, with an oxygen mask on his face. And um my Uber driver was totally cool. He wasn't rude, but you know how when there's two left links... that Lanes that will turn left. Mm -hmm. Um, He was behind the truck that ended up following us, right? Well, the right lane next to us was totally open. So Mm -hmm. he just got in that lane, Mm -hmm. minding his business, just because it's an open lane. Mm -hmm. He's not in a hurry, nothing like that. He didn't flip off the guy when we passed him, nothing, right? Mm -hmm. He got in his lane. The truck pulls up next to us on the left, and he starts shouting to my Uber driver, cussing him out, flipping him off. Just because we went into the next link. That's literally it. That's what made him mad, right? He just, it was an ego trip. You know, oh, this guy's going to pass me. That's what pissed him off. And so, to be fair, my Uber driver shouldn't have done this. Again, the guy had a fucking oxygen mask on, so he probably shouldn't be driving. But uh, he, uh, my Uber driver, you know, gestured like his oxygen mask on Mm -hmm. his face, like pulling it off and and stuff, saying like, you know, you shouldn't be talking shit because you have an oxygen mask on. Mm -hmm. And when I saw that in my head, I'm like, oh, you shouldn't be doing that. That's fucked up. But also, the truck driver should be minding his own business. Yep. So because my Uber driver uh, did that, the truck driver got super fucking pissed now, right? And he ended up following us almost all the way to my apartment right here. Shh. He pull, he he flipped a bitch right here where you he turn right into my apartment, oh. Office of 74. He, turned, he made a U-turn right there. But for the entire time, from my work to my apartment, he was following us. And in my head, I'm thinking... Man, I just got off of work. Yep. I'm just trying to go home. This isn't my car. I'm going to have to defuse this situation when I get out mm-hmm. of the car. Not that this guy's probably going to be able to do anything. He's got a fucking oxygen mask on, so his cardio is shot. Mm-hmm. But I'm just <laughs> like, you know, like, is it really that serious? Yep. And this is my point. Ever since I moved to Palm Desert, people just feel like they have to have the last word. Mm-hmm. They have to something always bugs them. And it's just where I'm from, where I grew up, everybody just mind their own business. Yep. Nobody says anything because if you're going to say anything, you better back it up. That's the area I grew up around. Mm -hmm. So everybody minds their own business. And so like now that I've moved here, it's just such a different way of life with the people around me. And I remember I had an Uber driver one time when I was going to work and he happened happens to live in these apartments. So when he came back to pick me up, he was like, man, I was tripping out like, oh, I'm going back to my apartments. And I was like, yeah, I live right here. (laughs) And he showed me where he lived. He's like, how do you like it? You know, small talk in the morning. Not a big deal. I'd rather not talk at all, but whatever. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was like, oh, you know, it's not so bad. I actually like it because nobody comes out of their apartments. Everybody's just minding their business. Mm -hmm. And I said, that's what I like because I don't really want to small talk. Mm -hmm. And he's just like kind of trying to preach to me a little bit. He's like, well, you know, you want to talk to your neighbors. You want to be kind to them because you're never going to know when you're going to need something from them or borrow something from them. And I'm just like. No, I'm never going to need anything (laughs) from my neighbor because I'm just not that type of guy. Like, if I don't have it, I'm going to wait till I get it because Mm -hmm. I don't want to bother anybody. Just like I don't want to be bothered. And I don't think he liked that answer. It kind of tripped him (laughs) out like what? And I was like, yeah, I just don't like just I like to be left alone and I'm going to leave everybody else alone. And I don't think he probably met somebody like that around here, at least. Mm -hmm. And so he tripped out about it. But. Yeah, I mean, it just, you know, like you said, you had that situation with that old lady, and I just feel like in Palm Desert, everybody wants to say something. Yep. Just learn to mind your fucking business, you know what I mean? It's, it's a fucking grocery store, lady. What the fuck is going to happen? No one got hurt. Nobody got hurt. No one was even close to getting hurt. Nope. It's just
3: someone f- feeling so entitled that they ha- yeah, I have to say something. One. Yep. This, that,
1: this is my town. This is my parking lot. Yeah. Like... You listen to my rules. Oh, and let me. me put him
3: in his place, too. <laughs> That's a little bit of it. I want to put someone in their place. Mm-hmm.
1: That power trip.
0: Yep. Fuck him. But anyway, so. Excuse me. Sorry. We're drinking right now, people. <laughs> um, Okay, so you've obviously been doing comedy for almost a year now. Where do you want to go with comedy? Like, do you want to make it a big part of your life? Because I know, like I said, you've almost been doing it for a year now. But is it something you can really see yourself like trying to. Make a career out of it. What's your biggest goal? I should ask. What's your biggest uh, goal you want out of comedy right now?
1: Um, my biggest goal would be able to uh, to be able to travel somewhere okay. and have somebody want me to be there. Hmm. Somebody be like, "Hey, man, like you're fucking funny. Like, can you do a can you do you can a set, set here real quick? Yeah, and like just be able to travel. I want to see the country. I want to be able to do comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm only 23, uh, but out of everything that I've done in my 23 years. I think this is the one thing that feels very comfortable Mm -hmm. Um, I like it the most
0: it feels natural doesn't it it
1: feels very natural it just it just flows you You look
0: natural up there man I remember the first time I saw you I swear when I saw you up there I was like oh this guy's had to be doing comedy for a couple years and then you were like oh no I've been doing it for like five six months maybe less and I was like what the (laughs) fuck like he's (laughs) good Um, yeah, I think and I f- now I think I'm I pissed you. because my Steelers just threw a fucking interception. I got the game in the background's pe- people, people, <laughs> and uh, I'm, I think I'm just gonna turn it off. I'm getting so fucking pissed right now. But uh, <laughs> anyway, um, I'm sorry. Sorry, I get sidetracked when my Steelers are playing. It's all, good. especially when they're playing like shit. They definitely are. Yeah. Um. No, but you. Uh. So yeah, where you said you want to just be able to travel. Yeah. And, be able, and then have somebody be like, hey, you want to do 15 minutes and just go up there?
1: Yeah. And, and also, you know, being able to have a special. I think that's every comedian's dream. Yeah. You know, being able to do an hour.
0: That's deep down there, right? You know,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't even have a solid like 25 minutes yet. Do you have so. a theater
0: a place you'd want to perform at the, the special? Has it gone that far where like this is a theater I'd want to play it or there no?
1: It hasn't gone that far. I figured I'd figure that out once I've started traveling and I've seen more places because right now I only really see the theaters that you know, big comedians go into. Um I like how Dave Chappelle on one of his last specials did a small room mm-hmm. with just like what was it like fifty people, a hundred people or okay. something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I I wanna I wanna find a spot uh that just feels right, that I've gone to before and just kind of feel it out. I don't mm-hmm. know. That's a that's a good question. No, I
0: you know what? Time flies. Yeah, and I, that's why that's a it's almost a, been valid a year. question. Yeah, because, it's almost been a year. Yeah, you've been doing comedy longer than I have, and look at it, it's almost been a year for you already. And I barely met you like five months ago, mm-hmm. so time fucking flies, Super especially fast, when you're yeah. having a good time. Because like oh. I gotta I gotta say, over these last few years, comedy's like the best thing I've done so far. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's the funnest thing I've done. It's it's the coolest. It's the most creative thing. Um, yeah. Even though I'm not that creative as a person, um, it it it's just fucking awesome. So.
1: What's lovely about like not being that creative, because I feel the same way, mm-hmm. but I get to hang out with other comedians like you yeah, guys. Yeah. Like I can't wait till we can run a van and fucking oh, go oh, on the road for mean, a little bit.
0: You know, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, like I said, remember I mentioned to you that a couple at ago Diego, San Diego, and you guys are coming with me. And it's yeah, I'm looking forward to because it it's the first time we're gonna be able to say, oh, we're going on the road mm-hmm. to do a set. You know, and it's gonna be in San Diego. There's you know, people there there's you know who knows who's gonna be there you know in the venue and um i'm really looking forward to that because you know you just said like you want to be able to just go on the road and be able to somebody ha- go up to you and be like hey do you want to do a set and like this is the beginning
1: yeah i had a small taste of that um we mentioned dakota earlier oh, yeah. um this summer he took me up north uh yeah to yeah. his hometown uh to do a show hollister, right? hollister That's yeah nice. And it was a. Uh, it gave me a small taste. You know, it was about a six-hour drive. It was me and Dakota in the car, driving, chatting, listening to music. Yeah, he showed he me some SNL skits. To
0: Dakota, for how long was the drive?
1: Uh, six hours, six and, and he a had half. To listen to his music. For six <laughs> hours. <I'm just> kidding. <laughs> it was a good time. He uh, he showed me some improv games, uh, which with, he's really fucking good at. Improv yeah. So so background. it was just it was just me and him in the car, and I was like, all right, I'm trying to learn this game, and you just keep throwing it at me and i'm like dude slow it down like i can't keep up with your improv what's, what's skills the game, if you don't mind yeah. how... uh uh shit the game was um fuck there was there was three games and to be honest i'm spacing all of them i just remember having a good time doing it and it was like he would sing a song and then he would have to say a name and rhyme three things with it and then go back into the song and then that's mm-hmm.
0: definitely an improv game yep
1: and i was like oh fuck like okay i love rhyming and so but you couldn't repeat a rhyme that he had said and it all had to be kind of cohesive and mm-hmm. that was that was tough but it was really fun because i love to rhyme so yeah. i was like yeah dude let's fucking do it that brings
0: <laughs> up my next question like speaking of rhyming you <laughs> are pretty good when it comes to freestyle rapping right
1: i i like i dabble
0: you dabble in it okay yeah. i heard and, there's a set a couple of days yeah ago, he a had a minute. set and like the last minute and a half of his set He just fucking told the the guy, the sound guy to put on a beat Mm. and Morocco just rapped for like a minute, like some change (laughs) Mm. and it wasn't half bad, man. Like, I don't know shit when it comes to rap, but he was like doing his thing up there and it's funny because there was these guys from New Jersey Mm. and they were filming a commercial and they bumped us. Remember we got bumped down, down the list because of these fuckheads. Mm. And, uh, they were filming a, uh, a music video, right? Yeah. That's what I was told. They were filming a music video individually, three guys filming a music video. At the same spot, though. Yeah, at the same spot. Yeah. I didn't even think of that at the time. That's hilarious. They were filming a music video each, their own music video, for their song. So we got bumped, and Morocco goes up there, and Morocco doesn't give a fuck. He's so nice, but he will, like, you know, he's super condescending when he wants to fuck with you. (laughs) Like, I remember he was like, Hey, you know, thanks for coming out, guys. Like, I, w- I would have gone up sooner. I came here and I signed on. I signed my name up on the list, like I was told to do. And I waited in line, and I still got up later. Like something on the line like that. <laughs> and he said, because of these guys, these guys wanted to <laughs> waste my time and shit like that. So it was super funny. And um, in the end. I remember he, what'd you say? You were inspired by yeah, them. Yeah, they inspired him. Yeah, me. they inspired him to rap. And he ends up <laughs> rapping. And it <laughs> might have been better than that. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it wasn't half bad. I remember because I think I was following you, if I'm not mistaken. I, I, I want to say so. I think I was going up after you. And I remember thinking, like, how am I going to follow this? You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like, it wasn't that bad. Uh, it was pretty good. Like, he was just doing his thing up there. It's and, like, the energy. crowd was going wild. Like, he was some fucking white dude playing the funky <laughs> music up there. Like, he was doing his thing. <laughs> And that, that was really cool. That was a memorable, memorable night for sure.
1: I think my favorite rhyme that I said that night, really the only one I can remember, is I said, I've been kicking it with Kyle while we're rolling down the <laughs> Nile.
0: So, so if, when did you realize you could like rap kind
1: of? Oh, this was a. Uh, I Earlier I said I used to want to play basketball. Mm-hmm, um, another yeah. one of my dreams that I wanted to do, I wanted to rap. Um,
0: so I feel like that dream really is what you're trying to say, but you're not, is that mm-hmm. you wanted to be black. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, without a doubt. Okay, with the with sure. with my mm-hmm. curly hair. We all do, right? <laughs> yep, a little okay. bit.
1: I would sag my pants. You know, okay, cool. Paint my face black. <laughs> oh, my <gosh>. oh. <laughs> People still yeah. do that. Yeah, they do. It's great. Yeah. Um, I think they call it blackface. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Some sort of face. <laughs> okay. No, but but me and uh, me and my good friend uh Offram. If you're a senator, uh, <laughs> what's his name. Uh, Offram Abraham. 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 Yeah, okay, I met him. Yeah, yeah you met him. Uh, he he's pretty cool. He's a he's yeah, doing he's a some. Guy. He's a little SoundCloud rapper now. He's producing beats and okay. stuff. He's so pretty. So he's cool. gonna be famous in like a year then. Hopefully, because that's
0: all you need yep. to become famous in the rap game. Quote unquote okay. is just be a SoundCloud rapper. You know, tattoo your face up with the diamonds <laughs> and just talk about your depression. But anyway, <laughs> go on. Um,
1: so we grew up together. Uh, we were in the same math classes. So we would call each other after school. We would do our homework, we'd you know, ask each other mm. questions, like, hey, did you get this answer, like, what's that? Mm. Help each other out, and then when we were done, one of us would beat box and the other one would freestyle, and then we would just mm. take turns, and we would do that for like 30 minutes or an hour. And we'd be like, all right, man, I see you at school tomorrow. And we'd go to school, go home, mm. do the same thing, do our homework and then start rapping. Yeah. Um, Planting
3: uh, them seeds. <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly. And uh, that, So you've known that guy for a long time? Mm-hmm, since Holy I was shit. in uh, fourth grade.
0: Wow. Wow. What does he think about your comedy?
1: Uh, we don't talk too much anymore. What's uh, that? If uh, you don't mind me asking. To be honest, I'm not really too sure. Uh, I tried to talk to him about I it just last met time. him like two months ago. Yeah, he came out. It was the first time he had ever came out to see one of my uh, comedy things. Um, I don't really know. I,
0: hey, you know what, man? We
1: tripped on shrooms about a year ago.
0: Oh, and he saw some things. Mm-hmm. And he realized some things about you. I think so. He said, there's something behind those mm-hmm. fucking curly hair. that curly <laughs> yeah. hair.
1: And he was just like he was—he was—he was trying to tell us a story. Me and uh, my uh, my roommate and uh, his brother, so it was the four of us. We've all been friends for like twelve, thirteen years. Mm-hmm. And uh, he kept trying to tell us something. He was like, "Oh man," he's like, I, "I feel like I've been super hypocritical." And he would try to go into a story, and then he mm-hmm. would just get interrupted by my buddy. He'd be like, "Oh, that reminds me of this," and he would go on a tangent. And we would all <laughs> laugh super hard because we we're all tripping on shrooms. Like that's so yeah. funny. Mm-hmm. And then he would go ba- try to get back into his conversation, trying to say what he really wanted to say. And we never heard what he wanted to say. He just kept being interrupted. And from that day, I've only talked to him twice.
0: Wow, so he, was, he might, might have been upset. Yeah, I think you he was upset. Have you to reach out to him? I have, I have. Um, he doesn't respond?
1: Not really. He just kind of goes like, yeah, I'm doing good, man. I'm just out here going to school, uh, working.
0: Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. The guy was cool, but he was kind of trying to lecture me about my comedy career and where I need to take mm-hmm. it and stuff, which I, I'm appreciative of about it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I kind of wanted to be like, hey, man, fuck off because <laughs> that's just the yep. asshole in me you know like you know i'm i'm the one having to do this yep. you're seeing it in third person and you're trying to give me advice i totally get mm-hmm. it i appreciate it but at the same time like you're not in my shoes mm-hmm. and you're until you go on stage and you do it you don't know what it's like you mm-hmm. know i think we can all agree yep. on that like it's fucking hard
1: yeah it's totally different from when you you're watching your favorite comedian do a special yeah mm-hmm. and then you go up there and try to well, do especially five, because
0: people love him or her mm-hmm. that are doing the special already, so mm-hmm. he he or she has a fan base, mm-hmm. so they don't have to worry about like they're still they still have to put out their product mm-hmm. a- absolutely, mm-hmm. but they are loved by the people in there already. They paid to be yeah, there they, specifically for that. They, they wanted to that. be there specifically for that person. And it's funny because Matt was just talking. Was it to you and I or to you Asuncio and I? Matt I came know. up to us and we were talking about comedy because it was a rough night last night. You know mm-hmm. the crowd was gone already. By the time I went up, Mm -hmm. it might have been us, Morocco and I, uh, and he was just talking about how, like, he totally gets it, even if he's heard our our material 15-plus times. Like, he knows that's us working out our material. Like, we got to work it out and trim the fat because we're unlike musicians where you can just practice in your room with your guitar, nobody in there. Like, you can practice by yourself. Mm -hmm. Comedy, even though I know some guys – do practice their comedy by themselves in their room before they go on stage. For the most part, like 99% of comedy, you, you're you not practicing until you're on stage. <laughs> like, that's your practice right yeah, there. Yeah, definitely. And so when you bomb, like, yeah, it totally sucks. But people don't realize, like, hey, this is him trying that out right now. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't see it like that. They just are like, oh, th- that guy sucks. Yep. And it's like, no, no, no. We're not musicians. Where we're, we're practicing in a garage yep. with, with people. And we have friends come check it out. Like, no, this is us for the first time going on stage and figuring it out right now and going home and being like, okay, that didn't work. Like I've literally never said this before. Before, Yeah, exactly. And like I'm going to say it tonight. And yeah, and Matthew gave us some kind words. Matt, he gave us some kind words last night to host about how like he totally understands about us having to work our material out and he's always going to give us time when he can Mm -hmm. because he knows what it's like. Like we we don't have that privilege or, you know, that just whatever you want to call it where. We could just be on our own working on our material because mm-hmm. that's just not that's not what it's like for a comic. Nope. You need a crowd to work out your material.
1: No matter how funny you think your joke is until you say it on in stage crowd, and, and yeah. you hear people respond to it yeah. Yeah. or or not
0: respond. Exactly. To it. Yeah. And, and we didn't have that last night. And I, one of my issues is sometimes when there's not a crowd, that's when I decide to just go fuck it. I'm not going to put all my effort in. And, you know, some people tell me, like, no, you should try it no matter what. Go 100%. Mm. But it's like, I hear what you're saying. But when there's no crowd, I don't want to give my 100%. Mm. Like, I actually get nervous when there isn't a crowd. Yep. I want there to be a lot of people. And I know some people are, are the opposite, obviously stage fright. I don't get stage fright mm. when there's a lot of people. That pumps me up. Like, heck, yeah, man, there's a lot of people. I gotta, I got to do good. I got to kill. I got to do my best. And when there's, you know, 10 people or less in the crowd, I'm yep. like, what's the fucking point? And I know some people, some of the biggest comics, too, are just like, no, even if there's 10 people, you want to kill for those 10 people, Mm because they're going to tell everybody else. And I totally understand. But as of right now, for me, where I'm at, I'm just like, I I think it's mainly because where we do comedy at, we see familiar faces all the time. So when it's just, you know, 10 people or less, it's pretty much people you know. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, eh, they've seen my material. They see what I can do. like. I'm not going to give my all. I just want to go through my set and get off. Mm-hmm. And it was just that was one of those nights last night. That was pretty rough. Um, you actually Morocco <laughs> were fortunate. Yep. You got to go. What were you like number three on the list? I was number two. Two. So you got to like, go up when people, you know, the crowd was there. Yeah, the owner and of the great. hood was right there. Yeah, Brad. And I was had there. no idea. Wow. Yeah, Brad was at our table. The yeah, comedy <laughs> table, quote unquote, <laughs> Dakota. Um, yeah, he was at our at our table. And dude, you. You did great last night. Oh, thank you, you. Your stage present presence was there. It was great. I, I th- thought you were doing great up there.
1: That's awesome. I forgot my set list in my car, and it was in the <laughs> shop, so I was just kind of like, Oh wow, was it wasn't in your pocket wing? for once. No, a little notebook. So I was just like, Fuck it. Like I, I had like my, my writing notebook that I use just to like if I think of a joke on the road. Mm. So I just flipped through that and was like, Hopefully I can make some of this work. So I just went for old material and just tried to, and then I finished it off with new or not new material, but. Good material that I know hits.
0: Um, Sorry to interrupt. This Mm -hmm. is awkward. But it's funny because Matthew Maloney just texted me. Nice. So
1: do you want to go to
0: drink tonight? Yeah, I'm down. What about you? You want to go to drink, Mm -hmm. Asuncio? I'm down to go to support uh, Dakota. Every Thursday, guys, go to drink, support it. Uh, Dakota hosts a comedy night there. In my personal opinion, it's the best spot in the Valley right now to do comedy. I love that room he's got going on right now. I love that fucking room. It's so cool. Every Thursday night, it starts at nine o'clock. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. that he has comics coming down from out of town. It's a great show. Go check it out every Thursday night. I drink at the river. But Matthew Maloney just texted me, uh, Morocco saying, "If we're gonna asking if we we're gonna go to drink tonight." Here's the funny thing. He asked if I could borrow if he could borrow that my air mattress for two nights.
1: oh that's for me because i'm going to be over there well i'm
0: going to tell him ask cody it's not mine but that's fucking random yep
1: i mean i have a i have a small twin air mattress at my house i can Mm -hmm. fucking bring uh
0: yeah we're going to drink but ask cody it's his air mattress (laughs) so and I
1: i bought an extra stick if he wants to come eat with us uh before um it was two packs i needed three so i bought two two packs there's an extra one now
0: Oh, the stakes! Did we have to get tickets
1: ahead of time for tonight? No, you can get them at the door. All right, good. Oh, yeah, we have to pay, huh? I got you.
0: Uh, Yeah, I don't have any cash on me. I totally forgot that's this night. I thought it was just going to be a regular show. Okay, everybody listening, for the most part, it's normally just a regular show. They don't charge. But tonight, they have a special special headliner coming up tonight, and they are charging tonight.
1: But... Other than that,
0: it's a free show. Yeah, I think tonight's the
1: 14th. So don't get confused when this podcast drops. You're like, tonight? What? It's Wednesday. You're right. (laughs) Ignore
0: me. I'm an idiot. And Morocco's the smart one. (laughs) No, but um, (laughs) shit, dude.
1: Uh, I mean, I also said it was just the 14th. It could be like December. It could be March. It's It's the 15th. It's the 14th of November.
0: You're right. right. Yeah, it's the 14th and the 15th tomorrow. Because that's how it works. That's (laughs) Dave everybody. (laughs) We're fucking idiots. But anyway, um, okay, so, yeah, we talked about, like, comedy and, and, you know, your goals. So you want to just be able to travel. And, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, like, Matthew, he asked me a couple months ago, like, what's my main goal in comedy? Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? I don't think it's a big goal or anything too crazy. But my main goal right now is I would love to just get a small fucking set at the comedy store. Oh, Mm -hmm. that would be nice. Like, that's. That is my main goal right now. Working that I am working on currently. That's my main goal. Oh, those fifteen minutes. Yeah, not even fifteen because you are you are hardly ever gonna get fifteen at oh, the wow. comedy store unless you are you are already up and coming and you are kind of a big name, mm-hmm. uh, unless you are like you know Joey Diaz, Theo Vaughn, these fucking killers already. Mm-hmm. You are even Matthew was like, oh, okay, that's a doable goal, but just so you know, you are probably you probably won't even get five minutes. You'll get like three. And which is how it works, you know, at the Comedy Store. There's so many comics trying to get in there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you got talent, they'll give you time. But they they can only give you so as much. much as they can, mm-hmm. which is like two to three minutes. So you got to make it work within those two to mm-hmm. three minutes. Because he's been on um, Kill Tony like 11 plus times maybe. Wow. Yeah, you can look it up on YouTube. Just type in like Matthew Maloney Kill Tony. Mm-hmm. and um,
1: <laughs> It's a nice not, little run.
0: They're not bad. Really? His sets are not bad. He became like a... Uh, a regular on Kill Tony because
2: mm-hmm. wow. he was
0: living in L.A. Mm-hmm. for a while and uh, Tony Hinchcliffe was even like, oh, because he pulled the name out of the, the hat or bowl or whatever, and he be like, oh, okay, this guy, he's a regular on the show, what? like we know who's coming up, bit, and they call him Big Matthew Maloney, yeah. and his sets were good, dude. He yeah. had good sets on Kill Tony. So, that's my goal
2: mm.
0: as of right now. I would love to just go and be able to have like a two to three minute set. And I know people listening are like two to three minutes. That's nothing. Yep. But in the comedy world, you don't understand how long one minute is yep. until you get a microphone in your hand and you try to make people laugh. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Those 60 seconds feel yep. like forever. Especially when no one's laughing. Yeah. When nobody's <laughs> laughing, you're like, what am I doing? I've always I should have stayed in school. Like, everything <laughs> I did was wrong. My parents should have aborted me. Like, you're thinking of all the most negative things ever when you're on stage and you're bombing. And I sweat a lot. So when I'm bombing, I'm just like, fucking get me the fuck out of here, man. Me but too. But you, you got to go through it. You need those bombings, you know? What do you <laughs> so let me ask you. After you bomb, what do you think about? Like, do you think about, like, ah, I really want to work on material? Or are you just like, eh, fuck it?
1: Um, well, I get off stage and I'm like, "Ah, fuck it. At the time. Uh, yeah, at the time, at the time, I'm kind of like, fuck it. But on the drive home, I'm like, well, what could I have done better? Mm-hmm. Like, what mm-hmm. what made me bomb? What did I say? Like, what did I not say? What did they say? Like, what did they not laugh at? And uh, that's kind of what goes through my mind. Like, I'll play my recordings back on the drive home, and I'll go, oh, well, I flipped these two lines. Like, mm-hmm. okay, like, that's where I fucked up. And uh, that's that's what I've been starting to do. When I When I first started, I would just go all right next time Mm. and I would uh, keep the paper that I used for and uh, because I'll I'll write all my stuff down and I'll just save all of that into a notebook and uh, I'll go back and I'll go okay I used to put this joke here and I put that joke here let me reverse it and try that next week because it didn't do well this week but that's also tricky because sometimes the crowd's just not on your side or there's no crowd so it's like the way I had it was perfect that happens a lot too but nobody was there so I'm trying to change it so I have to because you didn't get that feedback, yep. mm-hmm. yeah. So it's it's trial and error. So like you can you can bomb once, and I'll go okay. Well, I have to do the same set at least two or three more times mm-hmm. to see if it actually bombed or if it was just these eight people in this room didn't like it. Yeah. Um, that's kind of my process right now. It's just it's constantly evolving. The more the more I learn.
0: How often do you record yourself? Is it? A, I've seen you record yourself a few times. Um, Me personally, I've seen. You I, I'm
1: I'm trying to do it uh, every set. But I'll be honest, like I'll be carrying my beer up to the stand, yeah, and I mean, I'll just and, stop giving a fuck, and, and the, I'll and I'll yeah. have and I'll have my paper in my hand, and I go, okay, get into your set, and then halfway through, I go, fuck, my phone's in my pocket, I should have hit record, mm. and I'm not gonna just pull out my phone and be like, okay, let's record the second half. Like, <laughs> uh, you were,
0: uh, when I first started, like the first two to three months, I recorded almost every set. Not me personally, but my friend did; mm-hmm. she recorded it for me. But I've just I've kind of just lost you know, or just stop doing it. Mm. And I know that's bad of me. Cause I should be recording if I want to get better. Cause it's a good, it's helpful. And, um, I just kind of stopped and, uh, I mainly just use you guys as my feedback. Yeah. As <laughs> Cause you guys are brutally honest. Yep. You know, you'll tell me like, Oh, you know, you've had better sets or you could have done this. You know, you guys are, I feel like you guys are my good, uh, you know, good enough critiques for me, mm. uh, when you guys are telling me stuff. But, um, yeah, I, uh, I need to start doing that again. I definitely need yep. to start recording because it's a big part of your growth when you want to do comedy. Mm-hmm. You gotta, you gotta listen to yourself. It, even as cringy as it is, you gotta yeah. do it. And um, I'm just slacking on that. But fuck it, maybe I, I'll get back into it. It's like you. It's like once I go on stage, I'm trying to get in that zone, yep. you know. And I'm just like, I don't want to do anything right now to don't get that. It. That might get me out of the zone. And you know, I know that sounds silly, but getting my phone out to set up the record stuff on Mm -hmm. my phone might get me out of that zone Mm -hmm. because when you're on stage the time starts clicking once they once they announce your name yep so you got to be quick you know and i'm not the kind of guy that wants to be an asshole to go over my time Mm -hmm. you know because i know there's people waiting like we've all been there when we're upset like why is this guy taking forever Mm -hmm. like he needs to get the fuck off already the lights been on yeah (laughs) especially especially if he's bombing or if his music sucks like it's like dude there's other people you need to get the fuck off I don't want to ever be that guy. Yeah. So I, I try to stick to that that time limit that I mm. have. So once I get the light, I'm, I'm, I'll say like maybe one joke that's like 20 seconds long and then that's it. I'll get mm. off because once they shine the light, you know, that's it. And um, so when I'm up there, I start thinking like, oh, man, I didn't have this ready. I didn't have that ready. But time is clicking. That's mm. it. Like I'm not trying to get anything. Uh, I mean, I'm not trying to do anything that's going to interfere with the time. So I just start doing my material. Yeah. And that's kind of one of the reasons why I, I haven't recorded lately. So I really got to be on top of that
1: um, yeah.
0: in the future coming up. But um, so you haven't come <laughs> ever. <laughs> 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 I mean, that's it. That's all I wanted to say. Yeah, not no, you, once. Haven't, you haven't come down on a Sunday. Right, in a long to, time. You know, okay. Since I've been doing comedy, I don't think I've seen you on a Sunday. But you've been doing it before uh, mm-hmm. longer than me. So you, my, you probably did. But I'm just saying, since I've uh, started doing comedy, I haven't seen you on a Sunday at the at the hood. Yeah, I usually uh, and you'd for sure get time.
1: I I I just wait to be invited. Uh, mm-hmm. The first two times I was there, they told me like, hey, like on a Wednesday, I did the open mic, and Nigel was like, come back on Sunday, be here by eight. And also, oh, Nigel told you. Yeah, the very oh. first time I came yeah. up, he was like. Dude, go up. I think the second time Dakota told me, he was like, "If you can make it on Sunday, you'll have time." Yeah. I was like, "Fuck if yeah." If
0: Dakota's hosting, you're almost guaranteed time. Um, With a different, another host, it's a little different. But yeah,
1: I, I just want to have like it solidified. I don't want to drive an hour and a half like.
0: Oh, and then to, have to, n- to question it maybe. Yeah. And
1: uh, but don't get me wrong. At the same time, it's like if I drive that hour and a half, like I'm gonna get to see comedians. I'm gonna get to see mm-hmm. my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just I get off work at seven. So yeah. that, that hour drive is just kind of like, I'm getting there at 8, yeah. maybe 8.30. Like, it's already halfway on, like. As
0: yeah. of lately, the the um, The um. shows have been starting at, like, 9, 9.15, as of lately. Yep. Oh, shit. Yeah, just be, they're just starting later. I don't know why. One was even 9.30, like, yeah. a couple months well, ago? Well, Sunday, this past Sunday was almost 9.30. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, I mean, but we still got everybody up there. And there was probably, like, eight comedians on the bill. Wow. That was a great show, man. I wish you guys were there. Sure. I was telling you about it. I was like almost everybody fucking killed. Yeah. It was just like comic after comic was just crushing it. It was fucking awesome. And Dakota, I don't know if it's true, but he was just like Bill Burr's brother. Mm-hmm. Is here sitting right there, like and I'm like, Wow, you tell me that, you know, fifteen minutes before I gotta go up, yeah. you fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah. And I mean obviously yeah, yeah. it's not Bill Burr, but still it's a small world. The comedy community is small. Yep. Like that's a connection. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying you're gonna you're gonna go up there and fucking blow smoke up his ass to try to in hopes to meet Bill Burr because that's not gonna happen. Yep. No. But it's just the idea. Like that's Bill Bill Burr's brother. You know what I mean? He knows comedy. Yeah, he knows comedy because his brother is fucking doing it at the highest level. Yep. And so uh, he told us that, and we were like, thanks. Um, <laughs> but everybody crushed it, dude. They did great. That was such a fun night. I wish you guys were there. But um, oh, Cody just walked in, everybody. You guys know Cody. <laughs> hey, Cody, what are the odds that you just come in and do your segment right now? Ask Cody Heredia. Yes. You guys got to think of a question to ask him. Oh, shit. Ask him something in Morocco. Hey, uh, what's going hey on? Hey, guys, it's Cody. This is
3: Cody Heredia. <laughs> I haven't smoked any weed today, so this should be interesting.
0: Yeah, but you look like you smoked meth. <laughs> Always. Okay, what should we ask him?
1: Uh, how was how work?
0: Okay, how was work? What a dumb fucking <laughs> question, Michael Morocco. He doesn't Are like you this fucking type of serious? You don't understand what this guy's been through really? today.
1: Really? Are you my fucking mom? No, I'm your friend. I was just curious about, Dang, about your time. I, I you, love, you can get off the Michael, podcast man. if you want. You, we sorry. can we can skip the segment until next how we week. Treat We're gonna edit this <laughs> On This podcast. I'm sorry. What <laughs> was the question again? He said, "How it was for, just, just just it?" Just forget for like it. Just forget it. I don't I don't even want you to answer it anymore. I don't so, care about your day. Yeah. Give me another one.
0: You want another chance? Pass. No. Um. What's going on? <laughs> that, that's that's almost my question? question. Is that it? Could question? I ask you a question? No. That says Freddie Mercury on the.
3: I thought that was a White Claw this whole time, man. Oh no! <laughs> I'm come not on. Gonna lie. I'm yeah.
0: gay enough to drink a a beer that's named after Freddie Mercury, but I'm not gay enough to drink a White Claw. Amen.
1: Uh, what are your opinions on White Claw? Oh, and and truly, there's
0: a question.
3: I got to be honest, never once in my life have I wanted to combine uh, two things less <laughs> than vodka and uh, sparkling water. Oh, is uh, that what it is? Is, is that is? what it is, right? I don't okay. fucking know. I have know. It's no like, idea. It's like I have no f- interest it's, in it's knowing what it like is. It's basically like that soda water mixed with vodka, I'm pretty sure. Oh, so it's like static vodka? It's static like, vodka. It's yeah. Like yeah. Like drinking <laughs> which is also my rap name. <laughs> what is it? It's, uh,
0: it's like TV static that'll get you drunk.
3: Yeah. Yeah, pretty mm-hmm. much. Yeah, so that's my, I mean, my opinion is like, I've never had it. <laughs> But I also Would you would you, it. It? Honestly, would you drink it? Honestly, if someone gave it to me, I'd probably smack them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> And by that, he means to smack the four-pack, yeah. not the person.
3: Unless they were paying me to drink it. Yeah. There you go. Then I'd <laughs> smack them and take the money. <laughs> okay, well that was Ask Cody <laughs> <right> Thanks guys, <laughs> <laughs> it was really Appreciate good it, popping Cody. In. All right, see
1: you later. It was great having you.
0: <laughs> no, but uh We'll start winding it down right now. So before I close it, what I like to ask the guests is obviously the title of this name is Out of Set Podcast with Izzy Ortiz, a podcast for failures. Hmm. So I like to ask the guest before we close it out is what's one failure that really sticks with you to this day where, you know, maybe you could have done a little bit better or it just bugs you to this day, you know?
1: Oh, shit. Oh. It doesn't have
0: to be anything crazy. It could be something silly, but just what's one failure?
1: One failure.
0: Mm-hmm. One fuck up in your life that you wish you had back.
1: Um. Oh shit. Oh jeez. Oh, it
0: seems like he's got a lot. He's really oh, yeah. thinking.
1: No, no, I, I, I don't have a lot at all. Like that's why I'm thinking I'm not, so hard. I'm oh like,
0: wow, he's a saint.
1: Yeah, you know, okay. I wouldn't say a saint. I just, I like to think things through. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. so I try not to fail a lot. hmm I'd mm-hmm. say my biggest failure, uh, on the top of my head, um, dropping out of uh college. I'm gonna. I'm I, had, right. I, had, I had, I had, literally, I had two classes left, and I was like, "Fuck it." Wow.
0: And look at you now. You're <laughs> making mm-hmm. more money than most people I know that finish school.
1: I mean, I also sell drugs, so <laughs> <laughs> legally. Yeah, yep, that's that's legally. true. It is legally you have a license like yeah. a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but if, if I say drug dealer, it just sounds, for my street credit, so much better. Yeah, it's
0: fucking awesome. We need oh. to get you a pistol. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, there you go. No, that's like 99% of the time so far, that's the answer I get. So I might have to stop asking that <laughs> because I feel like, I guess school is a big part of people's lives. Yeah.
1: Well, I I, went to, I was going to school for accounting, and mm-hmm. if I want to go mm-hmm. on the road for comedy, like, all I need is my laptop and a Wi-Fi mm-hmm. connection. Yeah, I yeah. can go to Starbucks, can I can go there. to Denny's, yeah. yep. and I can make money while I'm struggling to be a comedian. Yeah. And that's just kind of my thought process. Something I can do on the road, make me some money. You're a guy and it's that like, ahead, man. So that's I was smart. like, shit, I have two more classes. I want to go back next semester. But uh, that was that's probably on top of my head, like something I wish I didn't do. Uh, there was another time where I was like this close to banging a chick. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I said the wrong stuff and it didn't happen. So <laughs> I wish I could take We've that back. We've all been there. <laughs> I wish I could take that back. That would have been, would have yeah. been nice. That's it been a definitely
0: night. a failure, man. I've... <laughs> <laughs> a shit ton of it's those.
3: missing the alley oop. Yeah. Ah!
1: Um, uh, I
0: forgot to tell him that I, I do go to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happened with me. Uh,
1: there uh, was a there was a story that I wanted to tell um, when we first started talking about school and your your buddy shitting his pants, or I guess not your buddy, but the kid mm, in your yeah, class. Some freak. <laughs> 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 um, it reminded me. I haven't thought about this in fucking years. Um, it reminded me that uh, I in kindergarten, no first grade, first grade. That's what it was. We were uh, in class and we were in groups and I was mm-hmm. like oh like I really need to pee. So I went to the teacher. And I was like, may I go to the restroom." She said, "No, like we're doing our groups, like get it done." And I was like, "I'm a kid. Like, I don't think you understand. Like, I have to pee." Mm-hmm. And she was like, "You know, like just wait 15 more minutes. We're going to go to recess and you can go then." So I walked to the corner of the classroom and fucking just pissed in the corner. Like a hobo? <laughs> just like a hobo? No,
0: like a a man who doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. I had a cousin that peed in a corner of Payless. <laughs> oh, that's good. The one in Coachella. Nice. Yeah, when he was probably like under six years old, maybe maybe six. And um, because they wouldn't let him use the restroom that's there bullshit. in Payless. They were like, it's for employees only, which I totally get. But it's like, he's a kid, yeah. you know? He's not even 10 he's gonna piss himself and so his mom my my tia was just like fuck it just go pee over there they don't want to let you pee in the restroom and <laughs> pee right there to let them know like you know let customers use the restroom and he did as a little kid just started pissing in the corner <laughs> and it's great and on that note I think it's time for us to start closing it out and um, you know just don't forget piss in corners if people don't let you use the restroom uh, come check out Wednesday, open mics at uh, at the hood at CV Brewery from 5 to 8, right? Yes, sir. 5 to 8 o'clock. Uh, Morocco, uh, Asuncio, Cody, and myself, we're all there doing our best, even though it's not good enough. <laughs> uh, and then from uh, 8 to 10, we're at the hood on Wednesdays as well. So come check out both those spots, you know, support local comedy. And then um, Thursdays, again, is Drink at the River. That's Dakota's spot. Come check it out. Those are – that's an awesome show. I really like those shows. And then every Sunday is at the hood. It is an actual comedy night. Uh, Nigel's the booker. He brings out great, great comics from out of town, except for a couple. I'm just (laughs) kidding. They're all all great. And um, come check that out. That's at the hood. Those are starting around nine o'clock as of recently, even though it says eight on the flyer. Come check it out. Sunday at the hood comedy night. Those are great. We're usually going up on those days. And uh, is there anything you want to plug in? You got social media you want to put in or anything like that?
1: uh yeah i mean you guys can follow me on instagram uh where's my samich uh it's short for where's where's my sandwich um Mm. so Uh. w-h-e-r-e-s-m-y samich s-u-m-e-c-h there you go um also shout out to daniel um i want to tell everybody not to forget to fuck each other oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's an
0: inside joke you got to go to open mics and you'll figure that one out but anyways I appreciate it, Morocco. Thanks for coming out. I know it's kind of short, but I got to make you guys steaks. Hell yeah, dude. Thanks for having me. And then I got to finish watching my fucking Steelers eat a bag of dicks. (laughs) But anyways, all right, guys. So that's Michael Morocco, local comic, local drug dealer, local fucking awesome friend. And again, thank you to my friend Asuncio. He's a great comic as well. Without him, this wouldn't be happening. So I appreciate him so much. And you guys, thanks for supporting the show. I've been getting a lot of cool feedback, and I'm so fucking thankful and uh, that's it. I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye.
1: Thanks for having me.
2: too much shit.